Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Welcome back to part two of On Property. <laughs> of On Property. And we, okay, so in the previous episode, we were closing by kind of showing our cards a little bit on the way we think of property as either an intrinsic thing versus just a, like a useful construct mm-hmm. or unuseful construct, depending yep. on the, the context. And we talked a little bit about Locke to see this like quote unquote naturalistic way traditionally mm-hmm. of a of thinking about property. And ultimately, I do think some aspect of Locke is correct. I don't think it's totally yes. correct. <laughs> or okay, totally or that, yeah, sure. Um, but I also think it's not like fully fleshed out. Yeah. I, because he, he goes on to talk about other things. And part of the reason why I don't think it's fully fleshed out is because I think you can't really talk about ownership of things without talking about self-ownership. And he kind of talks about that in passing. And you can't really talk about self-ownership without talking about self. Yes. And now Locke does talk about self in uh, one of the parts of the, the essay concerning human understanding where he talks about is it part two? I know I call it part two when I teach it, but I don't know. You know, there's so many sections where he talks about, oh, it's kind of like this continuity of consciousness touching itself over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, from that we can derive, he thinks, somehow you own this thing and that allows you to do that, whatever. But the point is, I feel like this is kind of ultimately a phenomenological and slash introspective thing. Yeah. To, and people are like, you equated phenomenology with introspection, you <laughs> bastard. But anyway, I think there has to be a more uh, fully fleshed out phenomenology of the self in order to then articulate a more fully fleshed out uh, phenomenology of self-ownership and therefore ownership of things. Yeah, especially if you're inching the old property stuff on that. Exactly. And I do think there's a chain to be drawn there. And this is obviously something I've been thinking about for like years now. And I've been like writing a little bit here and there and whatever, like it'll Mm -hmm. happen at some point. But um, ultimately my position lands on, I do think something like property exists objectively, but objectively in the intersubjective sense that we've talked about previously, Mm -hmm. which we don't have to get back into. But, Mm -hmm. But the point is, there exists this distinction between me and you at some level. And this distinction and foundations is ultimately responsible for how we're differing with respect to these like higher level beliefs about property. I I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think that this is also going to lead (laughs) to, I'm inching us somewhere, some differences in the normative implications of property. Yes. In other words, how we should be. Yes. And that, and uh, I think you're right. That was uh, a deep breath. Yes, because I'm trying to. 
Um, I think that you're right, and I think that ultimately we have our differences also in the normative aspect of, mm-hmm. of, of this discussion. Um, there are differences there. But I don't think... I am assuming that at least on the theoret- from the theoretical perspective, our differences are not going to be uh, as vast as we might as we might believe. In the descriptive sense or the normative sense? In the normative sense, I think. Uh, well, okay. Maybe, I may be wrong. I don't know. Well, let, let's find <laughs> out. Um, and so we said what we said, right? I think that that we. Um, I am more on the side of property is this transactional mm-hmm. thing, right? That is not ontologically uh, founded, where it's rather like this game that we play and so on and so on. Now the discussion is, is this game, from my perspective, right? Is this game a good game to play? Are we playing yep. the game the best way possible? Yep. And by the best way possible, uh, I mean, are we playing this game in a way that's conducive to this very elusive thing that we call a good life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just individual, but maybe also collective, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that, that, that they can be separated. I, I was just going to say they can't be. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm assuming because of what you said, considering that you think that the property is more of a an ontological um, entity rather than a, than a sociological construct, right? Mm. Just to use... Uh, terminology that I'm not really uh, fond of necessarily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because of that, I'm assuming that there is limited wiggle wiggle room for you to play when it comes to establishing if this is conducive or not towards the good life. Because it's some, if something just is, there is only a little. There is only so much that you can do mm-hmm. to avoid the the side effect this thing that is right so we can say look the sun exists right <laughs> and it is there it is what it is mm-hmm. and there are certain times and you know gravity and all the universe works in a way that certain times of year the earth is going to be closer to the sun we call that summer mm-hmm. and it's going to be hot it's going to be warm and there is so many things there's some things you can do meaning that you can be inside with air conditioning you can wear clothing that makes you not that warm and so mm-hmm. on. But the sun is there. And you're going to be yep. uncomfortable in the summer at a certain point if you're outside. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you cannot just will the sun not to be warm. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I'm assuming that this is going to be your um, approach to poverty somehow. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it will be... I no, think you're right. Nobody can deny the some ills that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But the difference, if the approach is, it's ontological, it's an, on, it's an ontological entity, whatever that means, that yes. we're repeating twice the same thing, uh, then you can only go to towards that. Yes. So I think that probably, okay, one way you might, one might look at this is to say like, oh, you can accept something and accept that there's some bad things about it uh by definition almost but you make lemonade so to speak and that making lemonade is the way the proper or the the best way to live the good life right Mm -hmm. i don't exactly take that because to to make lemonade means you admit there's some intrinsic badness to it 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think there's certainly badness. You don't think the, the, the sun is warm? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm so, just <laughs> that's funny. No, I think property is, I think the sun is warm. I think that some people can use the sun's warmness in a way that's not conducive to the good life. Okay. And the same, like, you know, master evil man using the mirror yeah. and shining some hot rays on all the snowmen and melting yeah. all the people. But um, what I would say is there is, in the same way, I would say there is a best way of being dash with dash summer. Yeah. There is a best or better way of being dash with dash property. And it's not because I think that, oh, it's just a necessary evil. There's something bad in the nature of property itself, and you just kind of have to make lemonade. No, it's because I think it could be executed in bad in ways that have bad results. Not because there's nothing something bad in it by definition, but because someone can use it in bad ways. And so I think the the abstract claim here I'm making would be. <laughs> so, some way of being with something like property is necessary and integral to the good life. Okay. And I don't want to say both of those things. That's redundant. Is integral to the good life. Okay. Do you, do you get that distinction? No, 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 I understand. I understand what you're saying. You're saying, to go back to the metaphor of the sun, mm-hmm. the fact that the sun is warm in the summer is not bad, per right. se. Right. For some people that stay at 2 p.m. in the, you know, <laughs> under this thing yeah. uh, without a proper, you know, covering their head or mm-hmm. whatever, they're going to get dehydrated and they're going to be sick. But yes. that's not the sun's problem. It's that they're just misusing what this warmth is for us. Yeah, like there's nothing intrinsically bad about having teeth. Yeah, yeah no, no. But, but if you don't start. engage with teeth in a certain way... Yeah. And you rot your teeth and don't take care of them, you're going to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what I mean. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't doubting that you thought that. I thought that there was no way that I thought that you thought the property was bad and somehow some part of it was bad. So you already knew it wasn't lemonade for me. (laughs) No, no, I didn't think I didn't think that. But I but I was I was concerned the fact that it is there. Like you cannot you cannot deny mm-hmm. the existence of it. Right. You got to work with it. Like the having of emotions. Yes. Yep. You, you got to work with it. And yep. and on top of it, it's not bad at all. You just have to work it properly. Yeah. I think a, a, a life without property is A, impossible, but B, a, a world in which you acted as if no kind of property existed, would you, that could not be the good life. But, but this is, this is uh, uh, what can we say? Uh, this comes out of the idea that this is an objective um, thing like it is it is this it is this it exists as ontologically right mm-hmm. because of course if it's there you got to deal with it yes and eliminating that will be diminishing to say the least human experience and therefore will bring you further away from the good life rather than bringing you closer to it, right? Yes. Um, and again, the, the difference, the, the fundamental, uh, 
difference between between what we're saying leads us obviously to fundamentally different mm-hmm. um, understanding of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe instead that if we take seriously the idea that property is this transactional um, interaction between a, a being and a thing, right? That at the end of the day, first of all, not, nothing is fixed about it. We can spin it and work it more or less the way we see fit mm-hmm. uh, because, it's, again, it's fictional. And secondly, I believe that because of that, a lesser amount of this this transactions that you have with with these objects, mm-hmm. the less you have, and the more we we would try to 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 what can we say to use and invent other narratives, the more conducive. The m- the more it is possible for you to get to the life. And by that, I'm not saying that you shouldn't own anything. Uh, but I believe that less is more when it comes to, to this kind of stuff, <laughs> okay. right? Okay. And also I believe that having it clear, having clear that those are narrations, that those are games, mm-hmm. it's fundamental. Because in that case, you will not get into all these issues that you can get ethically and sociologically. Um, that if you believe that this is like a fix, that this is a feature of reality, right? Yes. I think it's because now all of a sudden we can almost immediately, right, in theory, change course and be like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's go this other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can reduce or augment the amount of those things that you want in your life at will. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not a feature of reality. And I, and notice that I say you can decide the amount of this thing that you want, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel that the people that are on my side of, of the issue, right, get conflated with this idea that well, then you want the government to own anything, everything. No, mm. that's not the case. Because that would still presuppose exactly, an ownership. Exactly. Okay. There is no ownership, right? right. This, this thing is not there. And it's all a game again. And saying that, oh, the, the government owns such and such. Not that they don't, right? Again, we gave right. them this power. Like the same way you have the power to drive your car because we gave you the title of it. Mm-hmm. But this, that thing is not really you. So I see like two or three. So I, th- I think I see at least three competing positions mm-hmm. with respect to like how we should live with or without property. Okay. The one is there is some aspect of, of property that's just like um, an objective phenomenological fact and there is a way to live with this that is good and a way to live with it that's bad and we should do the one that's good Mm -hmm. right so it's natural turn it towards the good then there's the way of saying no no no, no. it's not an intrinsic part of actuality as we live it it's a it's a game it's pretend it's a construct but one that we should utilize in a certain way so as to live the good life Mm -hmm. right and then there's a third one 
which is it shares the premise of the second one. Like it's not an intrinsic thing. It's a story. But it's a story we need to stray away from because any kind of being with property is going to result in bad things. And I believe I'm in the first. You are in the second. And there are people who are in the third camp, but you are not one of those people. No, I don't. No, no. But I think that we... Like you're not, there shouldn't be any game of property whatsoever. I don't, listen, I think that at this point, and again, this, this is my outcome for many things. I think that at this point <laughs> it's like pointless to, even if it was this all terrible thing, it's like pointless to fight against yeah, that yeah. because it's like, what are you going to do? This is the game you're playing. And maybe uh, you can try to, to, to change a little bit of the game, but the game is there. And all, almost like Hobbes, right? And to remove this game from the, assuming that it is this bad, I'm not saying that it is, mm-hmm. but assuming that it is as bad as we say it is, removing it will bring more ill than good mm-hmm. for a long time. Maybe in 2,000 years things will be better, but not right now. Because, okay, yeah, I see that. The example, I'm like to apply a mundane thing to the three different types, yeah. right? The one is, uh, this is my toothbrush, mm-hmm. right? It's an intrinsic thing, mm-hmm. uh, so it really is mine, and you shouldn't interfere with that. Second one is, mm, no, I'm, we're just pretending that that's your toothbrush, but like I'm not going to take it because, of course, that would, yeah. that would be bad. Yeah. The third one is, that's not your toothbrush. And I could take the toothbrush if I wanted because it's, yeah. I, I shouldn't act as if it's it's yours. Mm-hmm. And that third one seems to be the one you're saying is like the problem that would cause hell, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I honestly don't think that anybody can seriously believe that, the third one. Mm. I don't think there's no Marxist that can say that. Right, right. I, I don't think that this does, this is not... Like it's an idea that you haven't encountered... Um, it's not a serious idea. As having a, a, a strong proponent yeah, or that's, something. That's not a that's not a serious thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody in 2021 mm-hmm. can seriously. This is gonna be someone that writes to us, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. shouldn't have but anything. This is this doesn't. But again, the the I shouldn't have anything. It's all right. You can decide to not engage into that game, right? Uh, good luck. But you can, right? Mm-hmm. Is the second part of what you said that it's worrisome to me, and I can take it from you mm. because that I can take it from you implies that in reality you still believe the property is something, right? I think that somehow this third leg that which you're talking about, it's a, it's a fake number two, but it's a number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing because it's like, um, it's not the remo- it's it's on the surface a removal of the thing, but in reality a a solidification of the thing. For their own interests. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's the opposite. It's not it's similar. It's more similar to your position, if you want, than mm-hmm. to mine. Because they're making that into, again. It's the fourth sol- one for the bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, like, there is no property. Therefore, I will take yours to make it my property. Exactly. And it's like, a, it's a non sequitur. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I think that that is the thing. So that said, I think that there are issues with the way we play the game right now. Let, there, let's talk there, about specifics there, because what a, do we see as being an issue? There's a plethora of them, right? And some of them have to do with, uh, uh, what can we say? Some people might think that it has to do with the general feel and sense of inequality mm. that seems to be widespread mm-hmm. uh, in our society. And while 
That might be it, uh, partially. That's not what I have in mind. I actually have in mind something else. I have in mind this idea that the more you are engaged with this thing that we call property, the less curious and the less, how can we say, the less open to the world you are. Mm. Because in my mind, the way in which you can inch towards the goal life, right, is to be open to new things, to be open to something that is not familiar to you. The unfamiliar, mm. I want to say, is the environment that breeds the good life. Whereas property is, by definition, the the familiar. Well, exactly. Well, well, if you want to own more and more things, this means that you want to make more and more things familiar to the point that there's no more unfamiliar things. Mm. And I think that that is a big issue, right? And we see this all the time. And this breeds into individualization and this other growth of individualism that leads to me being sitting on my couch in my house in my huge mansion with my own uh, electronics on my own mm -hmm. social media profile being and performing myself at all times. Okay, so I, I agree with that. I agree. With that. So this is an instance of we're coming to the same conclusion, but from two, from different. two different things, right? Because my way of explaining that is, well, that's the that's not the good way of being with property. Mm. Whereas you would say, that's not the good way of playing the game. Yeah. But we're getting to the same result. Yeah. yeah. That this one um, conception of property like results in hyper individualization, hyper edification, and like this being closed off from anyone that isn't me and results into this literally egocentric model of reality, which is responsible for many of the, if not most of the political quarrels that characterize our yeah. epoch. Yeah. And also there is the, the issue of how can we call it? It's almost uh, Aristotelian, um, this, this thing that I'm about to say, right? If you dedicate your life to this relationship that you have with things, with objects, um, and this becomes your, your primary uh, mode of um, interaction with the world, mm -hmm. Because, again, you get addicted literally to this thing that it's property, right? Um, because you, I, I always say this. I have never met somebody that, thinks, that says today, I want less things. There's, everybody wants more things, right? Uh -huh. um, so what happens is you get into this mode and just by habit then you engage with everything in that same way. Which means that all of a sudden your and this is the word I was using before because I already had in mind this you just making transactions with other human beings all of a sudden you treat them as property or property to be or the people that own temporarily something that can be your property and it all becomes transactional every relationship that you have becomes transactional everything becomes of what can I gain from it mm. every single one so you're Love life becomes that way. Your friends become that way. And of course, this leads eventually to 
well, wait a minute. I have nothing to gain from you. I, need, I have nothing to gain but being annoyed by you because mm. you're telling me that I'm wrong, right? So I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to try for... I'm, I want to destroy this piece of property because it's not a good kind. And I'm trying to erase you from the world, literally. Not physically today, mainly, but with other means, right? This transactional mode that you have also leads you to not understand, for example, if you are in a managerial position, you have had this kind of relationship with the world for a long time, mm -hmm. and you used to, you got into a habit, like Aristotelic, uh, in an Aristotelic way, of treating everybody that way, everything that way, then you're not going to see the humanity of these people that are working under you. You're unable to see that, and you see this relationship with these others under you as the same relationship you have with your cup. Hmm. And it's like you, you, you. It's still this egotistical, more than egoistical way. But I I believe that this, these things that are happening are happening because you're playing the game wrong and more importantly, because you're believing that you're not playing the game. The mm -hmm. justification is this is the way it is. Hmm. And again, I don't know. I, I know that you probably disagree with this, but... I see a, a direct correlation between these things and in general with many other stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I see. So it, let me see if I got this right. It seems like what you're saying is the hyper fascination with things as property mm -hmm. results in a transactional way of being Mm -hmm. which ultimately leads us to devalue all things, including people. Mm -hmm. Or the relationship together with people, if not people themselves. In a way where the people become mere things or instruments. Mm -hmm. Means. Means. Okay. That may be the case. Um, I agree that it's bad to view everything in terms of this mere, I think that's a good word to add onto it, mere transactional, uh, mm -hmm. it's like see things in that framework. Things shouldn't be mere means. I absolutely agree with that. Mere means, right? Because sometimes things are means for the sake of an of end, course. and this is a good thing. But I'm just wondering, because this, so this seems to have a view of property that is focused on the the outward in. Like I mentioned this, I don't know if it's in the previous episode, view of, of property rather than the, the inward out view of mm -hmm. property. Because it's, it's things are, I'm closing things off from the rest of the world. I'm kind of like Gollum, mm -hmm. right? I suppose or reference, because I've never actually seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what? He's never actually, no, I've never have. Um, but it, you're kind of become the hermit, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a way in which, and, and I'm not saying that the outward in thing is always bad, but I think mm -hmm. it's what you're getting at in, in some ways. The, there's an inward out, like the reverse thing. And this is, for example, I own a house now, mm -hmm. right? At some point, you didn't own a house. Mm -hmm. At some point, you've rented before, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't go straight from like home to, okay. One of the things that I love about owning a home is that I feel like 
there's something in the world that I am now attached to and and can stand firm upon kind of with my chest out, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. And that didn't exist when I just rented something. That didn't exist before I owned this thing. So there's this way that like owning something, having it yours, having this piece of the world, it makes you able to flourish in a way that you wouldn't be able to had you not done that thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that have to do with the fact that you are making it yours at your image almost, right? Like like being Lord? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in a sense, the that, that landlord. The, there was there was the, the the reference, right? But is it is that hmm. what you're saying, right? That finally, do you have something that, well, if it's familiar to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you are making it without any restrictions, comfortable for you at your image. I I don't think I don't think the first part. So I don't think it's the familiarity because, I was extremely familiar with my apartment. No, no, I, right. Yeah, e- I know like what you mean. Yeah. even in ways where I would forget <laughs> that it wasn't my space. You know, yeah. I'd be doing like weird things with the window. Like, oh shit, I have to close the window. So I don't think it's that, but I do think it has something to do with that place represents you, your new house somehow. It, it is right, truly an extension of me that is not anyone else. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Yes. Of course, the house was owned by someone else before, right? Yep. Um, and you have put work into it. Mix the labor. Yeah, yes. you, you mix your labor with it to make it yours and to make it this representation of you, partially. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're not fully represented by it, right? But, yep. Um, which means that, of course, you have modified it. You have changed it, correct? Yep. Okay, and this changes are actually the things that have made it yours Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so can you see how this if applied not to a house but to a partner for example can be bad because i do see that if i in order for me to interact with you and to make you mine whatever that means right Mm -hmm. i have to change you in a way that you represent me. I had to make we're not talking about compromising, right? Yes. We're talking about me top down almost. Yeah, me making you, molding you into what is that I want from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, those yeah. relationships usually <laughs> don't work. <laughs> no, yeah, right? I think you're right. That's not good. But I wonder if this isn't an issue so much with having a certain conception of property, mm-hmm. but rather just overreaching the domain of property. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's, okay, because I agree with that part. So that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're used to treat everybody like you would do with a piece of property, yes. then you'll do that. Then you'll mm. do, and you wouldn't even notice because this is just your mindset. And mm. this is the this is like exactly what I'm talking about. If you're able, and I think that's very difficult in the place where we live today, mm-hmm. It is very difficult to limit yourself, right? If you're, it's like smoking, right? If I was able to smoke one cigarette a day, mm-hmm. I'll be like happy, right? <laughs> but I can't do that. Uh-huh. This is why I quit, right? Because I cannot, I'm not able to contain myself, right? And understanding that there's a time for smoking and time for not smoking, and just smoking in moderation will be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, 
The thing is that with property is kind of the same. It is very hard to find then a different mindset, especially when you live in a so a, such an absorbing mm-hmm. kind of environment. And and I think that this is even more evident now with the fact that I think we are at the point where we're playing this game so wrong that we are trying to mold ourselves into the sellable commodity, right? Mm -hmm. At all times. And I'm an influencer and I want to be on YouTube and I want to do this and I want to do that. Terrible, terrible. But this is what I'm saying. This is what it is. You're making yourself a product. Yes. And you're doing exactly with yourself. You're trying to do with yourself what you do with a house. You're Mm. molding yourself into a sellable commodity for someone else's to buy. You are the product and the owner and the the owner right and you've said in the in the one of our previous episodes i think it was propaganda that you have the paradox of like the being the oppressor and the oppressed at the same time exactly and you are but you are commodifying yourself which to me is like and this is why the other discussion we will have another time (laughs) not on the air Uh, (laughs) i think that this is the this is one of the of the the dangers of the self-ownership stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I am myself. I'm going to mold myself the way I want, and I'm going to make myself into this social media personality. And yeah, now yeah. I'm going to sell myself this way. And you really become... And people... I know one person that tries to do that. And she's miserable all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I know one, all too. All the time. Insane. She got married, and she didn't enjoy her marriage. Because there was always a crew following her and there's always, you know, somebody yep. taking picture because she's a public figure yep. and she has to always be uh, streaming and stuff. And I'm always looking at my phone and I'm always saying, how could I present myself? It's more how, about the optics and the image. How, how can I make the house mine yeah. in a way that is appealing to others, right? And yeah. this transactional way of being, I think it's a direct consequence of of that yeah, no no I'm, I'm totally with you i i think the difference is i don't see this as part of the definition of this thing mm-hmm. nor do i see it as a necessary consequence i see it as a possible consequence that is very likely in the absence of something like integrity restraint. or discipline exactly. restraint and yeah. because people aren't good at those things this happens. But to that, I would say something like... But, sorry, but we are in the mm-hmm. same line of thought. In, yeah, in a no, certain, absolutely. From, from, a, from, a, from a certain perspective, meaning that I don't believe that this necessarily comes from the interaction that you have with this thing mm-hmm. for the simple reason that, again, there's not a fixed interaction because this thing is not a thing. Right. <laughs> it's just a, just a game, right? Right, right. And I think that's easier. <clears throat> I think that this expl- the, the, the game explanation... It just it might be equal from from the perspective of is it likely that it is a uh, that it is a game probably as likely as it being an entity right mm-hmm. the two position theoretically might be equivalent but I think that the advantage is the normative stuff that mm-hmm. the moment you see it as a game it's normatively going to be you're going to be an advantage that way because mm-hmm. you're not going to deal with people that say but this is the way it is and this is the way it's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know whether the... So there is a difference, but I don't know whether this difference is a hair or a mountain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Certainly, the causes 
are one of those things. Too. I don't even know what, what the answer to that is. But um, in the same way, and I'm assuming you'll agree with this, when people use their freedom of speech in bad ways, we don't say, oh, like the problem was with freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. That when people use uh, or interact with, be with the nature of property in bad ways, mm-hmm. we don't therefore say, okay, this is a problem with the nature of property. No, no, I right? agree with you. I agree with you. And God. This is what, so for you, this is more of like a um, psychological thing or like the like the exploit of certain psychological features i think that there is i I do have a problem with that so there is an issue with that definitely there's an issue with that Mm -hmm. i am just so i think that the way we have set this game since probably adam smith okay has led to these issues okay can you explain no. For someone, okay. Well, for someone no, no, listening, no. right? Yes. Like, what what exactly is the issue that you think happens at the historical period with Adam Smith? So I think that simply putting the and again, Adam Smith is like the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not necessarily him. Now, there is a case to be made that it's the interpretation of him rather than him, right? Mm-hmm. But let's forget that right now. I think that the issue is putting forth and center of the human nature, the economic and labor aspect of it, mm-hmm. which is also a problem with Marx. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that that is what leads to this because it's seeping, saying this is what's going to make your life better. This is what's going to make your your wealth is what matters the most. And this is this is the way it is, right? This transactional aspect of, of life. I don't know how, but it turned into what we are right now, right? Mm. Well, it's not that I... I don't know exactly how, but I have an idea of how it turns out where we are right now. Now, I don't want people to think that my idea is, once more, this game is not working. We need to reinvent the game. And this immediately becomes, well, for example, we need to make sure that people have less property. and We should put a limit on the amount of property that a person must have. I don't think that that's the solution. I don't. I absolutely not. Don't think. I think that that will produce as much damage as this solution, that we, the, the, this system where we're in. It is rather, again, I think it's important instead to have people take responsibility for the things that they're doing. But in order for somebody to be responsible, the someone needs to have a full understanding of what it's doing mm-hmm. and how this works. Mm-hmm. And to do so, you you need much more knowledge of these things and how you get those things. That's a different story. Okay, so I agree with some of that. Um, enough to where at the end of the day, it's like we're in the same boat, mm-hmm. right? But I see... So where, where is the disagreement? I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so let's take like a symbolic representation of what we would call the capital P problem, right? Yeah. Politically authoritative YouTube influencer, hyper fake person, right? This is mm-hmm. our image, yeah. right? I don't know if we have any of those <laughs> listening. Uh, I doubt it. And if we do, 
Uh, we love yeah, you. We, yeah, I don't. But anyway. Um, hey, they're listening. We love them. Meaning that they're trying to inch towards a better uh, life. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not. But so whatever this symbolic face is, one ingredient of that maybe is this certain uh, way of being with property, right? Or even the concept itself and, and allowing it to run widespread enough to where it becomes the dominant way we in which we interpret our lives right mm-hmm. this this whole labor narrative right mm-hmm. but isn't it also the result of having poor values mm. of having a poor um, understanding of oneself and of what life is all about instead of you're asking me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to answer with a question to you first, and then I'll answer. <laughs> okay. and the question is, do you think that where we live today mm-hmm. and when we live, when and where, it is more prominent, the, uh, the behavior of this, m- more people want to be this faceless uh, YouTuber authoritative Yes. Influencer? Yes. Or more people want to be you or me? Oh, definitely the first one. Right. So I'm always very weary of saying it is a matter of values. It is a matter of all those things when there is this disproportion because then we have to assume two things. Mm -hmm. Most people don't have the right values Mm -hmm. and I'm not remotely, I can't do that. Ooh, okay. Uh, I just I don't I don't think I possess the ego to say that okay. I just I just can't. But aren't you saying that by saying you have mm. a hyperfixation with proper like I don't see any distinction. No, well, wait, uh, and okay, then okay, I'm and sorry. then and then there is the other the other aspect, right? The other aspect is at the end of the day, these people they might be misguided, right? There might be, but they're misguided because the game, from my perspective gave them the opportunity to be misguided. Actually, it Understood. pushed them towards this thing. It's it's like saying, hey, you shouldn't score too many goals or you shouldn't, you know, or whatever game you play, you shouldn't score that many touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Because scoring too many touchdowns is bad. It feels good, but it's bad. So score not that many. But at the same time, you tell them, hey, to win the game, you need to score the most touchdowns. <laughs> it's like, of course people are going to do that, right? Okay, so you think, yes, there is the issue I said in a loose sense that doesn't require you to make this claim that you feel uncomfortable <laughs> making, but you think it's caused by the thing that you're but saying. The, but the game itself, yes. Okay. Which doesn't mean that property is bad. Yep. Again, it means that the way in which we're playing the game property yeah. is not the greatest. Yeah, so this is like a chicken-egg thing <laughs> in many ways, right? Sure. Um, Sure, of course. I, I am, I am thinking. Good, good. I, I am thinking that. That was an audible. We're good. <laughs> I'm talking about time now. Um, I am thinking that it is a chicken neck thing, but I think that the approach, erratically, depending on the approach, erratically changes your perspective on this. So we have talked about this many, many times. From my perspective. Most of the problems that we are dealing with today is derived by this. Mm-hmm. While you believe that that is not the case. Yes. And I often talk about 
technology. Mm-hmm. And you often say, well, I think this one's the cause of the other. And I say, well, I think it's... A- right. This mm-hmm. is the... I think that this is... this is Tale the as old as time. Exactly. That yeah. is the issue. And the problem is not technology. Mm-hmm. The problem is the way in which technology is tied to all those gaming and property and okay and money and capital and so on. So I have a maybe a concrete question because people sure. might be like, <laughs> what, the hell <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, okay. A concrete question might be, what are some, I, I guess we could start with the, the negative or the positive. The negative might be, what are some specific ways that we behave with regard to property that we should not do or we should try to minimize or that we seem to value as a collective that we shouldn't value? Hmm. The positive would be, what's what's something we should do instead of doing this thing? If I knew, if I only <laughs> knew the second one. No, but uh, what kind of things are negative? I think uh, I've said this uh, in a not concrete way, right? I was saying that being obsessed with owning things mm-hmm. is the issue, Is the will be one example of it, mm-hmm. meaning that spending our entire lives with the sole goal <clears throat> to have more money to buy more things, mm-hmm. that is absolutely a no-no in okay. my mind. So do you think that most people do that be, to try to impress other people or because they think, like, they just have a warped definition of what it means to be successful? So, like, to prove to themselves that they are successful, they do those things? I think it's both. It's both? Okay. Okay. I think I think it is both. Um I mean, the definition of success shouldn't be comes from okay both sides, right? Okay, so the hyperfixation with money and having things and yeah, flaunting because again, wealth. it might not be bad in itself, but it puts you into the habit of behaving that way all the time. Sure, of course, right? I also agree that that's not a good thing. That's definitely not. Definitely not. Um, There is a way in which having too much, I guess, is not a good thing as well. Also agree with that. Because uh, when you get too comfortable, you start to expect things. You mm-hmm. lose certain virtues because certain virtues are only cultivated when you don't have enough. Yeah, right. And, you know, the love is a great example, right? Mm. You love when you still don't have you love the most, right? Right. And if you have everything, you just become desensitized, right? If I can buy everything, I'm just eh. Then it doesn't mean anything. Yes. Yeah. And so, even like your relationship, the value comes from working on it because exactly. it's not perfect. Exactly. If you get to the point where you literally need to do nothing because everybody else is working for you and you literally own your own world. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't own the world, but you own your own world. Then, you know, that's bad because, again, it puts you in the habit of being like, then you become, um, I mean, I, I can think of specifically one person that did this. We're not going to talk about him. Uh, that then you believe that everyone works for you in the world. <laughs> you can mm. tell them what to do at all times. Mm-hmm. And again, it becomes this transactional kind of mentality for everything. So owning too, too, ma- too much, not good. Now, should it be a restriction to how much you can own? I don't think so. Right. Should this, be so you. this is an ethical issue, not a political one. Exactly. You should be figuring out, well, to me, it is a political issue. But that's a different story. Yes. Yeah. Not in a government sense. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. 
So you should be figuring out that it's too much. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be telling you that it is too much and I should take it away from you. You should be figuring out that way. So these are two bad things. Um, the will of owning and you know spending your life pretty much in pursuit of this and having too much. Mm-hmm. So the two aspects, the looking for it and the already having it, not good. Um, can you think of anything else or other bad things? Um, so we have the, I, th- I think the, the equating having the means of attaining things with the good life, yes, problem. I think the hyper fixation with creating an image that impresses other people, problem. I think being too comfortable, like we're saying, I do think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one is interesting because if posited by the wrong kind of person in the wrong kind of way, it becomes very bad and scary. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, well, therefore you shouldn't have this, mm-hmm. this kind of things. And therefore, you know, we should take away, but, 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 and like, that's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely not what's being said. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's like, if you have too much, you like, you don't evolve, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you become, in the face of some kind of overcoming or some struggle. And to be absolutely comfortable means to not have Mm -hmm. any kind of like impediments. Mm -hmm. So yeah, character building requires you don't release, what am I saying? Reach that absolute point. Like you Mm -hmm. always have to be on the treadmill chasing the string thing. That's the point, you don't actually get it. Yeah, but at the same time, if all you do is be on the treadmill, bad as well that's, right you mean literally <laughs> also that's definitely bad uh, but yeah yeah and uh, I so you're saying when somebody then tells you well you shouldn't own anything it's really bad that's absolutely bad that's really really bad to the point that I, I was saying the other day in class we got to the point where we hate mm-hmm. the one that have, the people that have too much wealth mm-hmm. while instead we should hate the fact that these people were, how can we say, the fact that there is such thing as people that have, it's like people that eat too much and then they, they, they right. and then they throw up because they eat too much and then they eat again and they, it's like, or drink too much and do the same thing. Like, there's a limit, dude. Let's just stop there, right? Mm-hmm. Understand what the limit is because the moment you don't, then there are troubles. Then you're sick. Then you, you become sick. But this doesn't mean, I mean, if somebody, uh, especially today, right? If somebody has a problem that eats too much or drinks too much or talks too much or whatever, we don't be like, we should, you know, we should starve them forever or they shouldn't be allowed to eat anymore or right. they are bad. No, we try to help them. And I think the same thing should go with this. And helping them doesn't mean taking away what they have. Helping them means having them discover what the limit is. Mm-hmm. Themselves, though. You cannot... You cannot impose this kind of things on people. Right. You can't impose it's like, personal development. That's a contradiction. It's like explore it's like exporting democracy. That doesn't work. Mm. Those things don't work. You cannot export values or ideas or limitations on something that comes natural to but someone You can't else. force spontaneity. No, you can't. You can't. And this is the same thing. And yeah. I and I wish that this was evident but it is not yeah so like i think the the hating the rich example was good 
mm-hmm. because really you should because some so some people latch onto that and they're like therefore mm-hmm. we need to put a cap on mm-hmm. how much you can have therefore we should take things from you and i should get some of these things and this is exactly what we're saying it's just the inversion yeah. of the power dynamic rather than just the removal of it now do you feel that maybe we should put a cap the other way around mm. meaning that you shouldn't be allowed to have less than this hmm. that i should sustain you no matter what as a society we should give you some sort of a universal income for example right hmm. a universe there is you should be entitled to a certain amount of property just ah. because you are okay so since we're in agreement about the issue of there not being a government imposed maximum amount of mm-hmm. property that is then redistributed or whatever because mm-hmm. that just fosters mm-hmm. more of the thing both mm-hmm. on the part of the government and, and the people who don't become less obsessed with property but become more obsessed with taking it from other mm-hmm. people how do we feel about the opposite mm-hmm. should we again because that seems i mean an argument can be made i'm not necessarily sure that's yeah. where i stand but yeah an argument could be made that this is training for people to understand the value of property right mm-hmm. we don't want you know what happens when somebody is really hungry right sometimes it happens they go and they run and they try to eat as much as possible right and because then, and yeah. then it's worse right now this way if you have a minimum right you can be like okay i value this and I, sh- if I want to live better, right, mm-hmm. maybe I can get a little more, but I shouldn't exaggerate. And at the same time, I'm not, I'm not like, whoa, this whole thing. I'm gonna take as much as I want because mm-hmm. I'm used to have this. I cannot fall, you know, below a certain, a certain level. Yeah, I think this is definitely an interesting question because I see both sides to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I land more on the side of one of those. But I do see how you would argue for either. Um, on the one hand, you may say something like, if we made it so that you didn't be in or wind up in certain conditions, this would prevent all these different mm-hmm. issues and mm-hmm. and maybe allow um, be like fertilizer for the cultivation mm-hmm. right of, of your soul, so to speak. And then the other side of it I, I says something like, well, sometimes things have unintended consequences. And, and when you set up this thing, a whole other slew of problems exist. And I feel like my answer to, to the, the universal income or the universal property, whatever issue is something like, it depends. First of all, I think there's a difference between your answer in this question in the abstract, mm-hmm. like in principle, and your answer in practice because mm-hmm. there could be things that someone supports as a principle but don't support in practice because they're like okay well this becomes inefficient and or mm-hmm. corruptible or whatever right but even when it comes to the 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 issue of the abstract principle of like should this be a thing a good mm-hmm. thing that happens to people it depends on what kind of person under what kind of conditions is getting this and what the results of that thing mm-hmm. are. Like, I don't think it's a clean answer mm. um, that applies to all people equally. I think okay. at best you can make a case for this for certain kinds of people some of the time. I feel like that's the best mm. because maybe you say this is a good idea to someone who absent of this thing is trying and they just 
so. are still struggling, but they're still trying. Meritocracy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. But let me explain. There seems to be a, a difference between helping someone out in terms of their property acquisition mm -hmm. if they are trying mm -hmm. and if they are developing skills along the way and if they plan on continuing to develop mm -hmm. skills along the way because they recognize that this is just a minimum and like, hey, I'm not going to fall into despair, but now I have the means of doing something even greater mm -hmm. versus someone who doesn't want to do any of that and or as a result of receiving these things would stagnate. Mm. And I think the answer to this question depends on which of those types of people you're talking about. So I understand. I think that there are a couple of things uh, that need to be said there, right? Um, I think that, so first of all, the idea that this thing can be misused, obviously, right? Okay. Like everything else. Yep. But we shouldn't stop thinking about it or implementing what for whatever it is, just because things can be misused, right? A car can be misused, but we still drive them, and we still we have regulations there, right? You, there are certain people that are not allowed to drive anymore because they have repeatedly done some things. But in general, everybody is given a chance to start driving. Mm -hmm. Then, if you abuse it, we take it away from you, right? Um, unless there are some peculiar, I don't know, if you're blind. You're not going to drive, right? But aside from that, everyone is given a chance. And I think that this is not different. Um, also, there are ways, there are means that if they're given to people, they're more easily abusable. So, for example, uh, this idea of universal income, we're giving money to people, right? Giving X amount of money every month. I think that's more easily abusable because I can use the money to do whatever I want, for example. And you know, there are different proposals where you can only buy certain things, but I don't like this idea of limitation. If you're giving me money, just give me money. I do what I want with it. Uh, if this is if I'm getting an income just because I'm alive, right? There are other things that could be done that do not incur in the same issues. And there's things that are, I'm I'm thinking of things that are less volatile of money. Like a place to live. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like I am, I can think, and again, I'm not necessarily on board with this, but I can think of good reasons why everyone that is in need, that doesn't have one, should have a house. And this house is his or her house, right? Until this person decides to sell it to buy another one, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I want you to notice how this is different from the government is renting me. I'm I'm in the I'm in the projects, right? Mm -hmm. The government is giving me housing that I am. The basically the government is paying for my rent. This is different because that is I think if you do that massively, you incur into a problem that the individual that's living in the house doesn't fill the house as is. Mm -hmm. When you give a house to the individual. And the individual is told, this is your property. And eventually, if you do good enough, you can sell this to buy a better one. You can use this as your capital to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Under certain conditions, obviously, right? I think that that is less volatile than giving them money. 
I don't have personally don't have an issue with something that we do in this country, which is food stamps, right? Mm. I think that considering the amount of waste that there is, I find it unbelievable, incredible, I should say, that there are people that are starving because they cannot afford food, right? Yeah, waste is a weird issue. I've, I've always thought even like, well, instead of throwing the things away... Why don't you... Because <laughs> you, like, you're getting rid of it exactly. anyway. Exactly, right? Yeah. Like, it is weird that that taking from garbage is also... I don't know if it's criminal, but it's definitely, like, not allowed or no, frowned not, upon. I think it's criminal. Yeah, this is very interesting because are you not letting go of your property? Is that not a transference of property? Evidently not until it goes... I don't know. You're but giving it to the government, exactly. your garbage. Well, I guess. I don't know. Well, you were, in, in our case, I'm giving it to a private company. But ah. um, but the issue is, like, there are things that you can do, right? I don't think anybody could say anything about the fact that, hey, you know what? Everyone should be allowed to eat, be allowed to buy food, and should be allowed to have a roof. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a mansion. You can mm-hmm. give an apartment. Mm-hmm. And that's yours. That is yours. And maybe... Maybe the government buys it back from you, right? Whatever mm-hmm. it is. You don't have to sell it to another individual. But that being yours. Uh, can I ask a question? Sure. In this situation, because I do think you're right that certain, I don't know what you want to call them, like... Commodities. Like... Uh, properties? N- <laughs> necessary commodities. Okay. Commodities ne- vital to living a lot. I don't yeah. know. But these non-monetary commodities do, yes. I agree, seem at least in principle, less volatile or subject to mm-hmm. problems than mm-hmm. just like, here's a bunch of money, mm-hmm. right? Because exactly what you were saying before. My question is, in this situation, do you have to pay to upkeep these things? And if so, are you like paying the government? And is the government like a landlord? Uh, I, again, what do you do with your house, right? Mm-hmm. It's your house at that point. Now, you destroy the property, you, mm. you you make a mess of the property, this is like getting a DUI. This is like getting a DUI. Like, Interesting. Man, what are you doing here? This mm. is, we gave this to you, this is yours, but you cannot, you have your own driver license, but you cannot do these things, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you do it a couple of times, that you get evicted, right? You just don't drive anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I just have a, a bunch and of again, stuff running through my head. I, I don't have this. This is just examples, right? No, I'm, I like I'm, that you pick something specific, though. It's like fun to think about. Um, but I don't see why. I think so. I think that France does something similar to this. Mm-hmm. I think that the moment you go to college, you have an apartment where you can live mm-hmm. for free. I, I don't want to. French people that are listening, I, I don't know if I'm saying this thing correctly, but I think that is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, the obvious thing in the background of this, which maybe you don't agree with because this is not a necessary component of what you're saying, is that in these places, oftentimes the individual tax rate is like very high. No, no, of course. Sometimes above 50%. And and look, and those are are the issues, right? The real issues are if you give money away and if you do this inflation and all this sort of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. And then with housing, is like, whoa, that doesn't mean that somebody needs to do a keep for this. We need to build those things and we need to pay people to do that. Mm-hmm. So where is this coming from? Taxes, right? And I always say those things are true under the game we're playing. Mm. There are ways to revise the game. Or even restructure the yeah, way exactly. it's, it exactly. plays out in other exactly. things that maybe you think are less essential, like exactly. you reallocate. Exactly. Mm. There are ways of doing that. Look, I always say, 
I wish we would have a way, we're kind of straying from the original issue. I wish there was a way for me personally decide where my taxes are going. So I don't understand why we don't have that, right? No, I've, I've thought about this same thing. Like, so, I want to give this much percent to this and this much percent exactly. to this. Exactly. So give me give me a piece of paper where mm-hmm. you give me, and it doesn't have to be all of it. The government can even claim that I don't know exactly what the needs are, right? Mm-hmm. But give me a 50-50. 50% of my taxes, I decide where they go. And 50, you do whatever the hell you want with it, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that the proportion should be like 80-20, but again. Yeah. But 50%, let me send it where I want it to go. Because I think that regardless of the, the public outcry, most of us kind of value the same things. Mm-hmm. We just sometimes are mistaken. I mean, it would also incentivize, potentially incentivize better functionality on behalf of the state, right? Because yeah. typically when they're spending everything, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I literally can't do anything about this because you have to keep taking the money, and if I don't, you're going to come take me and put me in a cage or whatever, right? Exactly, exactly. Whereas this is like, if they wanted, it kind of makes it so that they have to convince you that certain things are good. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. let's say we we saw that certain programs were running in ways that, you know, we thought were bad and Mm -hmm. assume this is correct because there's also the problem of like, oh, well, it's bad to choose where your money is going because you may have false information. But Mm -hmm. bracketing that problem for the moment, it's like if most of us are like, yeah, let's fund these nine things and Mm -hmm. the 10th thing we don't fund and the government's like, oh, we need to fund this more. Instead of just taking your money and doing it it's like let's try and convince you let's make it better or make it better just Mm -hmm. like if i don't like this company i'm like i'm gonna go to this company Mm -hmm. right so if you want yeah if you that might be i mean i always say i mean my thing is like let's give more money for education for example right Mm. i don't care for i don't know oh man i think that is a a whole nother conversation (laughs) sure sure but whatever but i'm saying i wish there was because that way it will work but again i don't know if we ended up Saying what property is, okay. So yeah, but we kind of gave a gave a what can we say a survey of of the properties of property. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I wonder how long you're holding on to that. <laughs> so the properties of property, it's something that may or may not exist. Exactly. It's something that may or may not apply to certain kinds of things mm-hmm. that may or may not have certain implications for for morals and and political programs. Um. At the end of the day, I, I think there's much more to be said about this, um, even exploring, you know, certain policies. Because I, I, I still think there's we got to consider the, the incentives yeah. and practice all that good stuff. But we could talk about that another time. I think this was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, to well, be continued. Yes, don't forget to support us on Patreon. Through. Through. I was gonna make a joke about some kind of some <laughs> kind of funding program, but oh, there it is! There it is! There is the alarm! There's the alarm I thought that's, was gonna happen. That's our all right. Our call. We'll see, see you, you later. guys. Bye bye.